Takes is a podcast from BCA Research, informing investors with straightforward, actionable analysis of macro and market events. Hi there, and welcome to the Quick Takes podcast. I'm your host, Rakaya Ibrahim, strategist at BCA Research. Earlier this week, China's leadership convened for the Politburo meeting to set the policy agenda for the second half of the year. Even though the Chinese economic recovery has underwhelmed in the first half of the year, policymakers have thus far opted for gradual and piecemeal policy support. So investors have been scrutinizing the outcome of the Politburo meeting to gauge the likelihood that Beijing will take on a more proactive approach to boosting the economy. To help answer this question, this week I caught up with my colleague Arthur Budagian to get his take on the outcome of the Politburo meeting and whether it's enough to support the Chinese recovery. Arthur heads up BCA Research's China Investment Strategy Service. Good morning, Arthur. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Good morning, Ruka. Thank you for inviting me. So the readout of China's Politburo meeting stressed that the Chinese economy is facing new difficulties and it described the recovery as a tortuous one. It stressed the need for proactive fiscal policy, prudent monetary policy, a stable currency and stronger business and consumer confidence, as well as a need to activate capital markets. It was vague about the specific measures that it will implement to meet these goals. So what were your takeaways from the meeting? And do you believe that the measures that were announced will be sufficient to boost the Chinese economy? Ruka, I don't think whatever they have announced is clear enough to conclude how much stimulus will be injected in the economy. And overall reading kind of a tea leaves, I would argue that anything they're going to do in the coming months will be insufficient to boost the economy. So I think economy will struggle, economic recovery will underwhelm, especially in construction and uh, manufacturing sectors. So overall, I would say don't expect meaningful recovery in Chinese economy and policymakers uh, have been and remain behind the growth curve. So what of the changes to the latest Politburo statement is the removal of the phrase that houses are for living not for speculation. You mentioned an underwhelming construction recovery, but some investors are taking this as a signal that policymakers will ease property market regulations and revive the sector. So do you expect to see an improvement in real estate activity, including construction activity over the coming months, or do you think that it's going to remain underwhelming? I think it's later. It's going to stay underwhelming because excesses in real estate sector, namely basically bubbles that we have in a property market in China, is so large and it hasn't been basically adjusted enough for new recovery to face to start. And anything they're going to announce in terms of relaxing purchasing of properties by households is not going to be sufficient to boost sales. Why? Because there have been major kind of a regime shift in the way how Chinese households and property developers think about real estate. Uh, I've been writing for years that Real estate in China has been the biggest carry trade in the world, and that carry trade has broken. And when it's broken, it's not easy to reestablish it. So even though there is restriction for purchases, households are not going to rush and buy properties. Why? Because they no longer expect double-digit price appreciation. And when you don't expect double-digit price appreciation, even flat to down house prices, 
it doesn't make really sense to buy. They will be delaying their purchases if they need property and if they investor, it really doesn't make sense for them to buy. And given property is a major part of uh, Chinese economy, major pillar of growth in Chinese economy, without reviving property sector, it will be very hard for Chinese uh, economy, especially construction, manufacturing activities to do well. Another linkage to property market is local government. 25% of local government expenditures have been funded by land sales. Given land sales have dried up, local governments are struggling with shortages of revenues, so they cannot spend even money. And there's some anecdotal evidence that in some provinces, local governments are unable to pay even wages to, to public employees. So financial situation of local government uh, remains uh, precarious, and spending by local governments makes 30% of GDP economy struggling. For comparison, central government spending is only 3% of GDP. So local government spending 10 times larger than central government spending. And if anything central government does is going to be marginal. And basically, local government have to increase their spending. And at this moment, they're unable to do it. So then what are the odds that you're placing on the possibility that policymakers do shift to stimulating the aggregate economy more aggressively over the coming months? And more specifically, what do you think are the preconditions that are needed for them to do this? Uh, we're already seeing that the economy is facing deflationary conditions, exports are contracting, and youth unemployment is at a record high. So why do you think policymakers are holding back from easing policy more meaningfully? Since beginning March this year, we have been writing that there has been a regime change how Chinese policymakers uh, are thinking about the economy, about the stimulus. And the regime shift is the following. The priority today is to make sure that economic and financial systems are resilient to external shocks, uh, read U.S. sanctions or U.S. containment policy toward China. So Chinese government policymakers and President Xi are not looking to reflate uh, property and credit bubbles. They're not looking to accelerate growth much more. They're looking basically to put a floor on the growth with limited uh, upside. And that's why they have not provided enough stimulus. Second point, consumer spending and service sector are doing fine. They're not falling apart. In fact, the opening recovery is still there. It is not booming, but it's producing decent growth. So manufacturing, construction are struggling, but retail, uh, sales, and services sector doing fine. That's why we don't have a wide unemployment issue in China. It's high unemployment among uh, young population, including university graduates. But guess what? If China were to unleash all type of a stimulus, stimulating property market infrastructure and manufacturing, will these young people and go and find work. No, many of these young people have high education, university education. This year, China will have a 12 million graduates with degrees in engineering, computer science, mathematics, physics. These students are not going to work as blue collar workers on construction site or manufacturing. That's why regardless what type of stimulus they unleash for all the economy, they are not going to solve a youth unemployment problem. That's why I think they are not in a rush to adopt very aggressive stimulus approach. Thanks a lot for joining me on the podcast, Arthur. Thank you, Rukaya. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Quick Takes podcast. We'll be bringing you weekly quick takes with BCA strategists on a range of macro and market topics. 
Stay tuned for next week's episode.